Welcome to The Aesthetic Report, a podcast for skincare professionals who want to grow in their careers by hearing directly from the individuals who have been there, done that, and are paving the future of their industry. Join us for the latest in all things skincare, beauty, wellness, business, and more. From interviews with leading experts to the burning topics on your mind, The Aesthetic Report starts now. Hello, welcome to the Aesthetic Report, a podcast by Dermascope. My name is Dorian Reyes, longtime producer of the pod and managing editor of Dermascope magazine. We're throwing it back this mini episode to season two, episode three, becoming a legend with Douglas Preston. Douglas is actually a past president of Aesthetics International Association or AIA. He is an AIA legend, hence the name of his episode. And I have to say, this episode is one of my favorites. Sadly, I was not on the call for this episode, but I really wish I had been because Douglas is so charismatic. He just has it, you know, that thing that some people have that demands attention, but it's in the very best way possible. And it's actually a huge gift in business if you think about it, really, because if you can demand somebody's attention, that's half of the battle. If you don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to Douglas, stay tuned because you're in for a treat. He and Michelle get into the reality of what it's like to get into business for yourself. And they have some really helpful advice about what it takes to continue your growth in business and a little bit about how Douglas has stayed successful over the last four decades, which is amazing, I only hope. So I hope you enjoy and listen in. What sets two people apart? What sets the person apart that is like yourself and says, you know what, I'm going to have my wine. I'm going to wallow in my Mm -hmm. sorrows for 24, 48 hours, and then I'm going to rebuild that anthill as opposed to the individual that is just like can't do it done and over with. Are there a couple traits or characteristics that you, with all of your years watching people do this, could identify? I can't pinpoint the exact characteristic because I don't know what it is in me. But if I go back in my own history, I grew up in an impoverished family. We were a welfare family. My personality was always aesthetic. I needed privacy. I needed beauty around me from my earliest age that I can remember. And for much of those years, I slept on a sofa because it was the only room that was private. And it was big and I liked it. I had it to myself. And at night I would lay on my back in my little bed and I would dream about the life I was going to have as an adult. And it wasn't going to be this one. So I promised myself that life would always be better than this. And no matter what happened, I was going to have a nice outcome. And that's always been true. So that was a self-commitment. Now, where does that come from? I have no idea. But some people have victim personalities, for example. Some need lots and lots of help and support. They need a heavy hand to guide them along. And I think mostly it just has to do with personality, some experience in in there, and then what you think you're capable of. But what that magic quality is, I really don't know because I can't say what it is in me. It surprises me, but it's always been true. So align yourself with people who are like that, and then they can give you some encouragement and show you how they went along. At least the example could be helpful. One of the things that I will often say to students or or individuals in situations is nobody has the answers except you. No one has the answers except you. You can ask a million people, but when you start following everybody else's recommendations and suggestions, you've just lost 
you. You know, I think you have to step back one element from that. And I totally agree with you. The other thing is, do you have the right questions? Because, you know, it's like, why does this happen to me is not a good question. (laughs) You're right. You're right. So, you you know, it's like, well, because you're a loser. Right. So now what are we going to (laughs) do? But but it's like, okay, this happened to me. What's the best way out of it? Well, then the next question is, what do you want? You know, there's two kinds of motivators. There's what we call a negative motivator and a positive motivator. A negative motivator used to be the thing years ago when girls would marry anybody just to get out of the house, right? Because they hated being home. That's a negative motivator. That's it. I got to get away from this. So I'll go to that, whatever comes to it. Positive motivator is there's where I want to be. So I'm going there because it's a good thing, not because I'm trying to get away from something. And so when you have positive motivators that are directed by desires, that's a better way to be motivated. Then the questions follow. Yeah. What should I do? What should I not do to get in my way? Who should I talk to? Who are the best examples to look at? If I see an example of success, how can I prove it's real? Those are things that shine the light on the direction that can get you somewhere at least better than where you are. And then the rest becomes evident as you go along. So Douglas, let me ask you then, You've worked with so many individuals, so many business owners, whether it's spa, salon owners, independent contractors. What could you say would be some of the most common or the largest hurdles that you have seen solo practices have to overcome getting off the ground? Well, I'm often asked what's the most important skill an esthetician can have in business. And I tell them it's patience, because without that, nothing else can happen. So you have to be patient. You have to understand how a business grows, how organic that is. You know, everybody gets, they get their esthetician's license and they open a place and they say, we're all the customers. It's it's like, (laughs) it's kind of late to ask that, (laughs) but you're in this situation. So where are the customers? Somewhere. That's where they are. And when you look at this thing for what it is, I did some surveys a number of years back and I've done many of them. This is something I'm bringing forward from my psychology background when we had to do field studies and talking to women in random settings, right? And you ask them, okay, how many of you get your hair done by a professional? It's pretty much everybody. How many get your nails done by a professional? It's quite a few. How many of you get waxing or, you know, and things like that. How many of you get a facial every month? Nobody, practically, right? When I'm at trade shows, I ask estheticians, how many of you guys got a facial every month and paid for it before you became an esthetician? And everybody laughs. I said, see what I mean? Now, if you didn't, what do you expect of the public? So the point is, is that which wheels back to patients, the regular aesthetics customer, that facial customer that comes in regularly and buys products from you is a very, very rare bird. They really are given the population as a whole. So don't expect them to line up outside your door, even if you've, you know, and if you've got a Groupon thing going, you know, I'm sorry, but that person's interested in a deal. They're not interested in the commodity. So that feels good to them, right? I asked a friend of mine, what's your favorite restaurant? She said, the ones that take coupons. It wasn't the food. It was the deal. That's what tastes good to them. Right. Right. Okay. So it's the same thing. So when you're talking about estheticians, Of course, it matters where you locate, it matters your message, what the place looks like, your skill sets. But first and foremost, you have to get your name out there. You have to get in the local lexicon for people to know who you are. That takes time. 
And if you rush into this and you need to make money immediately, that's probably the biggest mistake they make. They're not funded for the long haul. And so, you know, they fail. Yeah. It's not necessarily open it and they will come. That is really not the case. (laughs) Well, if you're giving away free food. Well, right. Yes. Yeah. But when the food's gone, they're gone. That's That's right. That's the loyalty. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Thank you for listening to The Aesthetic Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. If you love the show, leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and tell all your SD besties to give us a listen. And don't forget, the education doesn't stop here. The Aesthetic Report is one of many platforms offered by Dermascope. Visit dermascope.com for more education and industry news from the Authority on Professional Skincare. Stay tuned and we'll see you next time for another episode of The Aesthetic Report.